Hello and welcome to another Toonami pre-flight where we're having Christmas in, what month is it? April? April. Are we early or late, do you think? For what? Are we ahead of next year's Christmas and early celebration? Oh, yes. Or is it just well, a little too late? we celebrated last year's Christmas, so... Just got our notes scrambled slightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to be talking about Tokyo Godfathers for our Paste Anime Magazine, or Paste Magazine oh, Anime boy, yeah. Top 100, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And some of our favorite Christmas movies. We took a slightly different angle. Oddly enough, we did not, we have not done favorite Christmas movies. I really felt like we had, but... We've done Christmas TV episodes, and mm. then this is the third year of pre-flight almost yeah feels like a million years ago when we started. so then the last two holiday seasons we've been doing looks back and looks forwards which is probably what we'll be doing again um so yeah uh do you like christmas I or do. are you one of those people who's like oh christmas i'm so tired of hearing about christmas uh i mean i'm good with it it's not thanksgiving in terms of eat a bunch of food and just sit around but it also doesn't do have do quite christmas? the <laughs> Well, it's not. You don't need a bunch of food sitting around. Nah. Usually, it's more family, like juggling of events and mm. meetings and whatnot, like people in town versus having to go out of town and do whatever. Thanksgiving's more like we're digging in and no one's leaving the house for forty-eight mm. hours. Well, that's kind of what my Christmas is like. Yeah, but you and you and your wife don't buy each other gifts, right? Uh, I buy her gifts. She she gets me like stocking stuff or stuff. She gave up buying me presents a long time ago. Gotcha. Just because I end up buying whatever I want. Sure. Or work is kind enough to provide it for me. I'm familiar. Um, so, but it's sounds, a festive time. We decorate say, a tree. Sounds like a fun time at Christmas at your house. It is. Sounds, we put on the Yule great. log. Sounds great. <laughs> Open our. Uh, I know you do nuts. a Christmas card every year with your dogs. Oftentimes we're traveling at Christmas. Usually we give each other an experiential present. Oh, that. oh, like a surfing trip, yeah. for example. Ex- yeah. yeah. So it's literally the same every year. <laughs> no wonder you don't know whether it's we're late or early. I was just asking for your opinion. I understand when it falls mm, mm. and calendar issue. Uh, well, well. It, Christmas, uh, we kind of make a big deal out of it at my house uh, since I have a kid. So, yeah. Um, but but I I've are you all... minimizing my dog's appreciation of the Christmas season? Yes, I have dogs too. I know that they don't give a flying fuck. Right. Well, <laughs> Gertie likes to open up they, the her they stocking. They get a bone. Yeah, they get a bone, and they each have their own stockings. Yeah, um, we got a discount. It was supposed to be Noel mm-hmm. of little um, like weighted stocking things, right. but it was. It's two N's or two L's or something. It's like, it's not spelled right. Noel. So it was like $3. It was a good bargain. Uh, and they have their own stockings. Yeah. Of course they do. Cool. Um, well, I think it's more traditional at my house than that, but uh, we both like Christmas. So that leads us into today's movie. An which upbeat, is happy Tokyo Godfathers. Celebration of life. Uh, this was directed by the late, great Satoshi Kon. Um, he, uh, it's a bit of a, I mean, it, it's weirdly different from a lot of his other movies in terms of thematically. Um, but it's, a, it's an adaptation, a very loose adaptation of a story from the early 1900s, which has been adapted 
I didn't know this. It's been adapted many times. It's been adapted. You haven't seen Three Men and a Baby? Well, Three Men not, and a Little Lady? <laughs> it's not that story. <laughs> There's a That's a French story that's been adapted a bunch of times. Um, this is a story by an American author, and it's been adapted into two silent films, and then also a John Ford, John Wayne Western. Um, but they both do involve... The commonality is they all involve a group of misfits who find a baby and Band are, tr- together and are trying to get the baby back to the baby's mother. So what happens in this film is this film centers around three homeless people in Tokyo, and it's the movie takes place over Christmas Eve. Um, and it's basically a trans woman, a, a runaway girl, and an, and a homeless man, and they're kind of a family. They hang together and they help each other out, and they live on the streets. They are digging through the trash in an alleyway looking for food, and they hear a baby crying, and they find a note that says, please take care of me. So they go on this quest to try to figure out who the baby's mother is. Right. And there's a couple of running themes through the movie, um, one of which is coincidences. The whole movie is built on, like, ten different crazy coincidences that all pile up. in terms of family relations and friends. People keep running into people, and it's at the exact right serendipitous moment. The whole movie is is sort of about... You know, this one night being serendipitous for all these different people in, inter- intersecting at one time. It's like Love Actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and it's also a story about homeless people, which, you know, is a very taboo subject in Japan. And in fact, they didn't even officially offer any benefits to any homeless people till the late 90s when some laws were passed. They just literally pretended they don't exist because it's embarrassing. And most homeless people in Japan are older men um, who have lost their jobs. And even now, it's sort of like not a subject that um, the city wants to deal with that much. They just kind of look the other way. Um, So it was kind of a taboo subject to build a film around. And I think that was part of his interest was showing this side of, of Tokyo that people often don't want to deal with the people that are sort of forgotten and it's a lot about how you make your own families how people especially people who are in at-risk communities lean on each other and sort of create their own family in the absence of a larger social safety net or the typical safety net that the average person has of the family to take care of you but when you don't have that you kind of make your own and so it's a lot about all of those things. And there's a constant back and forth about parenthood and fathers and daughters and sons and mothers. And, like, it's a lot about being a parent and all the different ways parents have messed up in raising their kids. Um, so it's got, a, it's got a lot going on. It's oddly, it's, a, it's depressing, but it's also funny. Yeah. It's like, it's like the real, it's fairly, it's more lighthearted than you would think it would sound. <laughs> right. You know, yeah, I think that's totally fair. It's yeah. not... It's not like a redemption tale, but it definitely yeah. has moments that I mean, pay it definitely has a Christmas feels, movie yeah. happy ending right. for sure. I mean, like, well, actually, let, let's, let's watch the trailer and then we can talk more about the plot. One winter's eve in Tokyo, Japan, three homeless people discover an abandoned baby and join together. To reunite mother and child. A man ashamed of his past. 
A girl afraid to go home. And a woman with a remarkable secret. Columbia TriStar proudly invites you to join three unlikely heroes on a spectacular journey filled with miracles, wonder, and redemption. From the award-winning anime director, Satoshi Khan, the visionary behind Perfect Blue and Millennium Actress, and world-renowned animation studio, Madhouse, the creative force who produced X, Vampire Hunter D, and Ninja Scroll, comes the critically acclaimed Tokyo Godfathers, an absolute must-have for your DVD collection. Like yeah, TV. I think that the um, I think that this movie is available on on Blu-ray, Blu-ray and um, you can get Paprika on Blu-ray, I believe, or you can get it HD digitally. I don't know if it's Blu-ray or just iTunes, but the other Satoshi Kon films are not available. And I must I, I don't know why what rights issues because you can't get Paranoia Agent either any of his other work in the U.S. legally. Um, I'm hoping G Kids or somebody is watching right now. stuff. Yeah, I don't have hope that they're watching, but put a little <laughs> kernel in their mind. I'm hoping that someone gets them and restores them because, I mean, to me, Satoshi Kon as a director, his work is you know right up there with Takahata and Miyazaki yeah. and all the other uh, Tezuka and all the greats. Um, so yeah, plot-wise, it's this crazy series of coincidences, and they come to find out that the baby Isaac was actually stolen. By the woman who they think is its mother, she had a miscarriage and she couldn't face telling her husband that she miscarried because he was late to the delivery. Yeah. So she stole someone's baby in the hospital. And she at one point tries to kill herself by jumping off of a bridge. They save her, but she drops the baby, but then they save the baby. And then they also simultaneously, there's some reuniting with... Um, you know, the, the the young woman reunites with her father, who's a police captain. The 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 nurse, the, the, the nurse in the ER that they go to ends up being the daughter, daughter of Jin. And so, like, you see their mistakes and how they've screwed things up with their family, and um, you see why they're in the position that they are. And then by the end, they save someone who gives them a lottery ticket that's a winning lottery ticket so it's truly like a happy ending yeah. christmas kind of movie it's um being that it's japanese and it's really not religious because there's one point the um young girl makes fun of her mom for being real super religious she's like <laughs> right. like acting like um so it's not like a really religious movie in terms of the spirit of christmas but it is about the spirit Holiday of family yeah to the spirit of togetherness and giving and self-sacrifice the the christmas sort of um the more secular christmas meaning but a really great movie it's beautifully animated it's um not mind-blowing and weird like most of satoshi Kon's other movies and tv shows it's definitely his most conventional like you could easily just they could be you could easily do this movie as a live action movie and right. have it work um it's not like it's so mind-blowing you know um but it's just a much more human story than i think you even you don't mostly see you don't see a lot of anime films that are just literally about 
people with not a lot of fantastical elements. Yeah, um, sort of a slice of life movie, but yeah. it's a non-traditional slice. Yeah. Um, so I think it's great. It's, um, you know, I think for me it's probably the least of his movies because I think um, I'm just more drawn to the sort of weirder yeah, it's stuff. Not, it's not an experiment. Yeah. In animation in an amazing way. Yeah, but, but it's but it's, it's really a solid good movie. It's still a great movie and well above um, what anyone else can really do. Yeah. Because even him when he's in low power mode is still um but it looks gorgeous and i really hope somebody restores it properly it's at this point it's a little old the blu-rays like one of the first blu-rays and it's probably out of print but um you can find this one around if you look um and it's worth checking out um and that leads us into our topic of the day which is what's your favorite christmas movie so I decided to go with non-traditional Christmas movies um, because it, it just felt like Tokyo Godfathers is sort of a non-traditional Christmas movie. So I just stuck with that theme. So I'm going to talk about some movies that take place during Christmas but are not necessarily about Christmas, which I think... Um, yeah, it's not Miracle on 34th Street. Right. Um, exactly. So first up for me is Joe, Don- <laughs> is Joe Dante's classic... 1984 film Gremlins uh, one of the movies for you youngins uh, that basically forced the creation of the PG-13 um, rating because it came out and a bunch of parents got really mad um, because they thought it was going to be a movie for kids and it was rated PG and it has all kinds of gory turns shit. out they didn't give enough guidance it, yeah well the commercials uh, some of the commercials I remember focused more on Gizmo the little cute yeah. guy and not so much on the gremlins but it was clear there was a horror element but they focused a lot on the Steven Spielberg produced it right Christmas movie yeah they're not stupid Phoebe, Phoebe Cates and Gizmo yeah. you know want to get that ET money yeah so I think a lot of parents took their kids and we're like oh my god because there's some gory shit in this movie but it is definitely a horror movie and it's somewhat of a satire of christmas movies actually um joe dante uh is brilliant and pretty much the perfect director for this and and gremlins 2 is also equally good although a little bit more silly but they're both good movies um equally good i don't know but it's i think it's good i think it's equally good just different um Gremlins 2 is more of a, a satire of corporate greed, um, and Gremlins is more of a Christmas movie, small town satire. They use the the set of the the town is the same set that is in Back to the Future, and it's in all those movies, so you'll recognize, and I think Groundhog Day, like they all use that same set. Um, so let's check out the trailer for Gremlins. Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. Billy Pelser has a nice home. Billy, is that you? Yeah, Ma, it's me. A nice job. A nice girl. If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a date with me? I'd love to. And loving parents who are about to give him... You're gonna like this. No, 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 don't shake it. We're gonna have to open it now. It won't wait till Christmas. The most unusual gift... (laughs) He ever got. What is it? No. It's your new pet. Come on, Barney, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind. 
If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never let them eat after midnight. Because when they do, they change. They become clever. Mischievous. What's going on here? And dangerous. Gremlins, huh? Little monsters. Right. Hundreds of them. Well, I, I don't know, maybe thousands. Billy, what are these things? Where do they come from? Look, I know it sounds crazy, I know. But in a few hours, you're gonna have a major disaster on your hands. Gremlins. Directed by Joe Dante. They'll be expecting you. So I mean ending line is they'll be expecting you <laughs> it's kind of a weird read um but yeah gremlins is awesome um and uh a movie i watch every couple of years because it makes me laugh i particularly like when the mom microwaves the one <laughs> gremlin and he explodes in the microwave in the uh, early days of microwaves <laughs> <laughs> yeah um next up for me is a film uh from the director of uh cliffhanger <laughs> and also Cutthroat Island, among other cinema gems. Die Hard to Die Harder. Uh, his name is Rennie Harlan, and this film is called The Long Kiss Goodnight, starring Gina Davis and Samuel Jackson. Um, it's written by Shane Black, the great writer-director who's done... Uh, he wrote Predator. He wrote. He was a huge writer in the 80s and 90s. Then he retired for like 10 years and came back with Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, and then he directed Iron Man 3 and The Nice Guys. And a lot of his movies take place during Christmas or Christmas time. Christmas is always in the background of, like, more than half of his film. I don't know what his thing is with Christmas, but he loves setting movies up during Christmas. So The Long Kiss Goodnight takes place around Christmas, and it stars Gina Davis as a former uh, assassin, secret agent, high-level badass who has amnesia and has forgotten who she was and has since married and uh, a man and had a child and she's just a housewife basically just going through her her daily life with amnesia uh and these guys come to kill her and it unlocks her um memories of who she was who was a much more troubling person than her <laughs> husband thought that she married that he married um, so they are coming after her family, so she has to basically yeah, kill a whole bunch of fucking Everyone. people. And Samuel Jackson is just sort of caught in the middle of it. He's a private eye. Um, and they have a great, hilarious rapport. Um, it's a really well-made action movie. It's far and away Rennie Harlan's best movie. Um, this was when he was married to Gina Davis. He did Cutthroat Island, which at the time was a pirate movie that... They spent so much money on it, flopped so hard that it was... The, Didn't quite meet expectations. It was the biggest flop in Hollywood history up until that time. I don't... I mean, I'm sure something else has surpassed it by now. And then after that movie, they did The Long Kiss Goodnight, <laughs> which is a little more reasonable. Yeah. The Long Kiss Goodnight was also a flop when it came out, but it didn't lose as much money, and it uh, was a critical success and has 
over the years, um, I think had a longer yeah. shelf life than good old Cutthroat Island. <laughs> um, so let's check out the trailer, and then I want to show you a scene from the movie. Hello, girls. Caitlin, come help me in the kitchen. Hurry up, because I forget where it is. That's her mom. She's got amnesia. <laughs> what if you couldn't remember your real name? Your first kiss, or your last goodbye. I don't remember. Honey, you have an ETA on that cure? Stow it. And then suddenly... I used to do this! I'm a chef! No! Without warning... Give me something else! Celery! All your memories... Name's Charlie. I'm coming back. ...came flooding back to you. Amen, Charlie. All the time. One bullet... At a time. We got movement on Samantha Kane. I may have a lead on someone. They still have some of her stuff. <gasps> this man is going to help me find some things out, so we'll be safe. Your full name is Charlene Elizabeth Baltimore. This could be trouble. My name is Samantha Kane. No, 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 forget all that. I'm in the GTA. Then quit. You're an assassin working for the United States government. We have 24 hours. We find her and we kill her. Baltimore's alive, sir. Who are you? Name's Charlie. This pie. Back when we first met, you were all like, oh, boy, I burned the darn muffins. Now, he's going to a bar. Ten minutes later, sailors come running out. What up with that? On October 11th. Honk if there's any trouble. Yes, Miss Daisy, I'd be honking. If you have plans for a calm, quiet evening. Cover your ears. Hey, should we get a dog? It's time to kiss them all. Good night. I love you. Gina Davis, Samuel L. Jackson, The Long Kiss. Good night. Directed by Rennie Harlan. They gotta let you know. Yeah. Hey, hey, it's directed right. by Rennie Harlan. So, um, yeah, that's tonight. a that's a good '90s '90s trailer. The great Peter Cullen doing the voiceover. Um, so then I'm going to show you a little scene uh, that's I think a fun scene. Maybe you'll agree. Let's check it out. No thanks, I'm saving myself till I get raped. Step in the alley. I ain't asking you. I'm telling you. God damn it. You're early. So Perkins wants me dead, huh? What's the rush? Why don't you just go away and come back at midnight? Shoot. Hey, honey. This is a real big fucking gun. This ain't no ham on rat, pal. What the hell are you doing? Saving your life. I would have been here sooner, but I was thinking up that ham on rat line. You think I can't take him? Now you probably scared the other ones away. What up? Headhunters, Nimrod. They don't travel alone. 
You always the stupid idiot. You take lessons. I took lessons. Hey, what? what? I still got this fucking gun. I like she just, she just casually murders yeah. three people. She's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Whatever. This is lame. Um, a real fun movie if you like action movies. Uh, and then finally, uh, Tim Burton's sequel to Batman from 1989. Um, the sequel was from 1992, Batman Returns. <gasps> um, I think... Uh, Basically, he didn't want to come back to do the sequel, um, and I think Michael Keaton really wanted him to come back, so they basically threw so much money at Tim Burton, they were like, come on, come back. So he basically took all of Warner Brothers' money and used it to make the weirdest big-budget art movie that he could, which I think is hilarious, and one of the reasons I like it so much. It's a really weird movie. The bad, it kind of started the trend that are in, I mean, is still in superhero movies where definitely the sequel has multiple bad guys. Right. It's always more than one bad guy in the, in the sequel movies to superhero films. So this movie has Batman encountering Catwoman, played by Michelle Pfeiffer, and the Penguin, played by Danny DeVito, and then also an evil sort of psycho. Uh, capitalist magnate uh, played by Christopher Walken. So you have three pretty great actors bouncing off of um, Michael Keaton and once again Kim Bassinger. The Prince music doesn't make a return, but otherwise it's better than the first one in most ways to me. Um, Danny DeVito does a pretty great job as the Penguin. Um, he's mostly played for comic relief, but he's truly kind of gross and kind of sad at the same time. Yeah, Like they do a good job of yeah, like he's good at that. Um, so he's made an entire career. And Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman is probably the most memorable thing about the film. So let's um, let's look at the scene where uh, the Penguin and Batman are having a little tête-à-tête, and they meet Catwoman for the first time. Using your pistols with your brides. Don't hurt us, lady. Our take home's less than 300. You're overpaid. Hit the road.
Go ahead and hit me. Assessing the devastation. Upstanding mayor stuff. You're not the mayor. Things change. What do you want? Ah, oh, the direct approach. I admire that in a man with a mask. think you'll win, do you? Things change. Meow. That's an introduction. Yeah. I like Michael Keaton as Batman. Yeah, he was. A, I mean, it was a different era of superhero movies right. where things were a lot more over the top and even sillier than they are now. But in some ways, I liked it better. Um, but those are three of my favorite non-traditional Christmas movies. The uh, I also decided to go somewhat non-traditional. Uh, Copycat, motherfucker. Well, it's more like teamwork, but however you want to look at it. The in an effort to not talk about Die Hard again, having just talked about Die Hard, right? Um, my first pick is Lethal Weapon, 1987, Richard Donner, buddy comedy, action thriller adventure, Shane Black extravaganza. Another Christmas Shane Black. <laughs> yeah. And uh, not the only Richard Donner movie to come. But this is uh, a festive, cocaine-fueled uh, Christmas tree <laughs> shopping spree scene uh, that gets you in the Lethal Weapon and the holiday spirit. Oh, yeah, your, your favorite. Uh, this is so, one of your favorite movie scenes, period. Yeah, let's uh, check it out. Good, huh? Tasty, smooth? Yeah, that's good. You better Here's fucking believe it. Thanks. Okay, so let's do it. How much? How much for how much? For all of it. You want it all? Yep. He wants it he all. He wants it all. Beautiful. <laughs> all right. Congratulations. Maybe a nice six-footer to put it under, huh? <laughs> you want a tree? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll give you the best tree I got in a lot for nothing. <laughs> hey, thanks. But the shit's going to cost you, um, a hundred. What, that much? Hey, you said you liked it. That's a fair price. Yeah. Yeah, hell, you only live once. <laughs> <laughs> Get this together here. <laughs> 20, 30, 70, 75, hey, what the fuck? Hey, man. 85, 90. Hey. Come on, shut up, man. I'm losing count. 93, 94, 95, 96. Forget it, you dumb shit. 100,000. 
<laughs> this badge ain't real. You ain't real. Oh, you sure are a crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You think I'm crazy? Yeah. yeah. You calling me crazy? crazy? You think yeah. I'm crazy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you want to see crazy? I'll tell you. <laughs> now, that's a real badge. I'm a real cop, and this is a real fucking gun. Okay, pal. Hey, nose is in the dirt, asshole. Looks exactly like his mugshot at the end of that uh, <laughs> scene. Uh, little anger, high strung. Anger man. It might have been the cocaine that he tested. Yeah, it might, but, uh, it might have been. Probably in hindsight, not the best plan to yeah. lead an unhinged fucking lunatic yeah. around a bunch of cocaine and be way away from all your support. But I like that in the 80s they were still saying sucker. Yeah. Who's How do you like it? Sucker? How do you like it, sucker? Uh, next up is Trading Places, John Landis's 1983 um, fish out of water comedy. Um, I thought you were going to say something. Just breathing. Uh, Somewhat problematic. Th- this movie nowadays. Yeah, definitely some old school shit in there. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, if you want to see uh, the precursor to Bad Santa. We can check out this Christmas-themed <laughs> scene of Dan Aykroyd uh, framing one Eddie Murphy, uh, an up-on-his-luck uh, homeless person, rapscallion. Yeah, former homeless person. So let's check it out. Just what do you think you're doing? Randolph, Mortimer, come in here quickly. I finally caught him. Who are you? I've caught him red-handed. Winthorpe, is that you? I'm making a citizen's arrest. This man is a drug dealer. Look, look here in his office drawer. He's got all the bad drugs here. Marijuana joints, pills, quaalude, valium, yellow ones, red ones, cocaine grinder, drug needles. He's the pusher, not me. Really, I just came in and caught this man planting this stuff in my desk. It's obviously some primitive attempt to try to frame me. 
frame you. Boy, if that isn't the pot calling the kettle black. This man's obviously a lunatic. I'm calling security. Put that phone down. Hello, security. Merry Christmas. Try to rob me. Plant drugs on me. You steal my house, my car, my job. You know, I ought to kill him right now. Hey, look, man, this is a big misunderstanding, all right? I don't know nothing about your house and your car and your job, really. Could you put that gun away? Were you asked to do? Put that gun away at once, Winthrop. You lost your mind. Freeze, slime ball. Whoa. I realize this whole experience must have been rather unsettling for you. Winthrop, don't leave. We can explain. Yeah. You'll be sorry. <laughs> You'll all be very, very sorry. Holiday Riffic. Um, the Merry Christmas Eddie Murphy line gets me every time. Merry Christmas, yeah. Um, and last is probably definitely one of my top two or three, but potentially my favorite Christmas movie, uh, and that's Scrooged, another Richard Donner classic, fresh off of the Lethal Weapon cocaine binge, is a Bill Murray cocaine field adventure through uh, a Christmas story. Mm-hmm. Uh, classic Dickens tale. Uh, with a slight twist and one Bobcat Goldthwait at the height of his mm-hmm. cocaine powers as well. <laughs> um, this is a little actually view into what it's like sitting in with one Jason DeMarco at an on-air promotions meeting as we review some spots. So let's check out the beginning of Scrooged. IBC presents live via satellite from New York, Bethlehem, Helsinki, West Berlin, and the Great Barrier Reef. Charles Dickens' immortal Christmas classic, Scrooge, starring Buddy Hackett, Jamie Farr, the Solid Gold Dancers, and Mary Lou Retton as Tiny Tim. Hosted by Sir John Houseman, ah, Scrooge, humbug. it will touch your every heartstring. That's right, it all starts on Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve on IBC. You'll love it. Oh my gosh. Does that suck? You, you know who loves Mary Lou Rhett and Frank? My kids. Yeah. Children love an acrobat. We have spent $40 million on a live TV show. You guys have got an ad with America's favorite old fart reading a book in front of a fireplace. Now, I have to kill all of you. I approve of that management style. Yeah. He's not wrong. There's a shitty promo for a shitty special. It's true. So... But in the end, he wasn't right. He wasn't right that the spirit of Christmas was bad, but he was he wasn't <laughs> wrong that that special was dog shit. The special was fine when they start uh, Jamie Farr stapling 
antlers onto mice's heads. Yeah. Uh, but TNT used to always run Scrooged, and TBS would run um, Christmas Story. Christmas Story, and I always enjoyed ping ponging back and forth. And I think there's still moments of Christmas Story that I won't ever get old for me. TBS but, still runs Christmas Story. Yeah. Uh, they don't do 24 hours anymore, I don't think. They do it a, a lot. They run a marathon all day. Um, but Scrooge doesn't show up anymore. Uh, no. Every I year. I think Scrooge uh, dates itself a little more than... Yeah. It's not quite as Christmas classic. story, yeah. yeah. But, but I like it. It's still fun. Uh, so those are some of our favorite Christmas movies. Uh, let's check out Adult Swim Facebooks and see how they match up. Die Hard, Scrooge, Gremlins, Home Alone, and Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> Krampus is a great Christmas movie. Yeah. That's a Christmas horror movie, but I like that movie. Uh, all good picks. And then the Toonami Facebook choices. Nightmare Before Christmas, Home Alone, Grinch, and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. I mean, how the Gremlins and How the Grinch Stole Christmas. All great. Can't really front. I, I'm assuming everyone means the animated How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Not the Jim Carrey. The special, not the Jim Carrey, Ron Howard. Differently animated. Terrible piece of shit. Um, there's a new Grinch movie coming out, too, that's CGI. Yeah. yeah I don't know. But we'll see. But uh, So that's some of our favorite Christmas movies. And now we're on to our sneak peeks of what we have coming up uh, in this Saturday's broadcast of Toonami. First up is a promo for... Is it a real promo? It is. It is a promo for Dragon Ball Super Episode 61, premiering this Saturday night at 8.30. Let's check that out. On the next all-new episode of Dragon Ball Super... Mortals are a foolish and ugly mistake that stain the majesty of the cosmos. By eliminating all mortal creatures, we can restore its original splendor. This is its sayings for the sake of our most glorious project. You will die today! Dragon Ball Super, this Saturday at 10.30. Here's what I think of your immortality! Tsunami on Adult Swim. Regulating. You can't not love Goku. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we are going to be showing you guys a sneak peek uh, about Fully Cooly Progressive, or Fully Cooly 2, as our graphic says, uh, where we, uh, we we went to Tokyo about six months ago? It was more than six no, Almost ago. a year now. Almost a year ago, and interviewed uh, all the creators, uh, interviewed as many of the people working on Fully Cooly Progressive and Alternative as possible. And so this is the first of several behind-the-scenes pieces that we will be showing you guys, which gives you sort of a look at the thought process behind how they made uh, Fully Cooly Progressive. So this is actually... The version that's going to air on Toonami, but we're also going to post on Facebook a longer one that's like 11 minutes long if you really want the the full jam. But here is a shorter version you can check out. Welcome to Production IG. My name is Mitsuhisa Ishikawa. Flickly is about 2000. IG to Kainax is Kyoto-Sensei. え、スーパークールにアニメーション作るかっていう、これまさしく外ナックスの特有だな特有。それを IG 
旧作が本当に偉大な作品で「あのフリクリ」という作品自体はあのもあのガイナックスにいたのでもちろん知っていますあのフリクリはとても大好きな作品です作られた方々の先達の方々の偉大さをですねあの関われば関わるほど深く思い知らされてですね、まあ自分ごときにどこまでそれに迫れるのかっていうとあすごい気の遠くなるような思いがあるんですけれどもただ今の時代だからこそできるようなことを是非したいなと思うと同時にファンの皆さんがあの求めているものに添えるものにしたいと思いますシーズン1が大好きだったお客さんも喜んでもらえるように作ってますしシーズン、まあ、3とかシーズン2から見られるお客さんに対しても喜んでもらえるような IG がやっぱ生まれ変わった作品ができるっていうのはすごい楽しみなんですね新しいフリクリでもあるしなんかこうフリクリらしいフリクリっていうものもあるだろうし So, a little sneak peek behind the very nice people that、uh, worked on the show and dealt with us complaining all the time.、Yeah. Um, and then next up, we have a new piece from Dana, voice of Sarah,、uh, called Time Eaters, which is about what?、Uh, it's Dana dissecting what she likes about certain video games and what makes, the, makes them sticky to her, what makes her want to. Play them over and over and for longer periods of time, and、uh, certain things that she doesn't. So she's looking at, I think, three different games to. I want her to do one called、study. Time Finishers, but it can only be about games she's finished, which would be very few.、Uh, one of the ones, she finished one of the ones that's in this. The cat game? No, I don't think so. She、uh, finished Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni. Nice. Nino Kuni.、Uh, yeah, cool. Let's check it out. Hi, it's Dana, and I'm here today to talk about. Time eaters.、Uh, now, these are things that I spend way too long on in games because they're fun. And it's just stuff that eats your time. It doesn't waste your time. It just sometimes straight up eats it. Like you wake up and you don't know where you are. Today, I didn't realize it was Tuesday. So, what are time eaters? In Horizon Zero Dawn, it's riding around and hacked dinosaurs and having them do your bidding. In Far Cry 5,、uh, hunting with boomers is pretty cute. The animals kind of are the only followers that don't annoy the carp out of me. In Far Cry 4, it's getting yourself a little single serving helicopter and then flying over an outpost and then throwing、uh, meat down and then watching the animals do what they want. It's my favorite. I can't explain why. But for me, the real time eaters are incremental games. Let's take a quick step back.、Uh, as Gil said before, last week I fell in a deep, deep, deep coonie hole over the past month. Number one, I was hoping for some of that sweet, sweet Studio Ghibli cinemagic, but I didn't get any. Also, I kind of missed all the animal harping. But the thing that really stuck out to me was the Kingdom Builder. What a time eater. It's kind of your skill slash upgrade tree build more buildings, get better gear, improve your people, blah, 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 blah. But the real adventure was watching the numbers. Why was it the real adventure for me? It's a damn incremental game. And guess what? I love those. So, what are incremental games?、Um, incremental games and idle games are used somewhat interchangeably. It's sort of forming an addiction to progress. I just got this thing, so now I'm going to go build this thing. Within the span of Nino Kuni, it was leaving this thing building while I complained to my mortgage company and county tax department. 
I also worry about going on an adventure or else everything's going to cap out and I'm not going to be able to get all my supplies. Listen, I have severe FOCO, fear of capping out. I just kept watching the kingdom for hours. So again, it was these incremental games. You may have never heard of these. I honestly can't remember if I talked about them before because I had a very, very dark time where I was obsessed with some of the hits. Like Cookie Clicker. You're clicking cookies and some crazy stuff happens. Clicker Heroes. Just clicking, and there's some heroes. Maybe make a spreadsheet like I did with Simpsons Tapped Out and Tap My Katamari, both on mobile, both things that ate my time and I didn't know who I was anymore. I actually browsed some other people's thoughts on why these are so fun and eat your, eat your time. The design's minimal, so you're sort of like filling in the gaps by the design in your brain, kind of like reading a book instead of watching a movie. As a bunch of numbers keep scrolling by... Mm. The kind people at Ingenious Clown and a group of Carnegie Mellon students actually spent far more time dissecting what makes these fun. So you can look those up if you want. I personally say that idle games are dangerous dopamine abusers that kept me up late instead of writing this review. Courtesy of that Carnegie Mellon paper, I started researching a game called Kittens yesterday, and I played it and played it and played it until I absolutely had to get this segment in hours and hours later. In fact... I'm probably playing it right now. If you have something I should play, please at me at, at Dana is a girl on the Twitter before I change my handle to something different. They do eat some time. I uh, it's true. She was coming up with names for this, and I the falling into a Dana hole was one of the original <laughs> thoughts, but then it ended up not coming together. Time eaters with a Z was also on the list at one point. I got gotcha. you. I think time eaters is great. It's a good name. Um, and then finally, we have this week's Adult Swim single. Uh, we are currently on track number 55. Uh, we've been going since last May. Uh, we're in the sort of home stretch, about uh, six weeks to eight weeks left. Um, so this week's is from the great Thundercat, uh, and it's a new song called Final Fight. I'm very happy to have um, some new Thundercat music. Hopefully you will be too. You can listen to it at adultswim.com slash singles. Uh, but right now, let's check out a snippet. So go check that out. Tell your friends. And, of course, you can check out the other 54 songs that we have up there. They're all live. Adultswim.com slash singles. And come back next Wednesday where we'll drop a new track at noon. And I think that's it. Merry yeah. Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. Um, stay tuned for a very exciting PUBG, episode of PUBG Humpers. PUBG Humpers coming where up. We'll, this, we'll probably be doing a lot of this. Right now-ish. Go. It's really going to be Don't this because we look away from the camera. Oh, that's true. It's going to be... Go. Don't maybe, go. No. Maybe we'll make a run to the old TV store and get some new monitors. Yeah, we, we should. We should do that. Come but right thanks now. for watching, and hopefully stick around and watch us. I hope do well at PUBG. We might even win. Yes, yeah. it's happened before. It's got to happen again. Yeah, but maybe not for a while. Bye. Tsunami every Saturday night from ten thirty p.m. to four a.m. 